Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Yeah, I mean, I can see you're scrolling through Tinder. That doesn't really count as research. <laughs> oh, look, there you are. Um... <laughs> Hello and welcome to the In For A Penny podcast, hosted by me, Josh Gersler, a chartered financial planner and owner of The Orchard Practice, and co-hosted by Mark Schoffman, a personal finance journalist. We're here to simplify all things personal finance and money related, in the hope that you will be able to learn one small thing each episode, which helps improve your life and have some fun whilst you listen to us. Hit the subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. I've just give you a quick update on what I've been up to. I've just come back from a couple of days at uh, Donington Valley, a nice hotel. Um, this was with the Two Plan Group of financial advisors, and we were there to talk business strategy for Two Plan. Uh, things like consumer duty, which is a new FCA regulation, and look at some improvements to our business systems. All the exciting, thrilling things that us financial advisors talk about, so you don't have to think about them. Also, thought I'd give you a quick app recommendation, something I've been using on my phone for a while called Duolingo, which is an app that helps you uh, learn a language. So I'm currently on a 225 day streak. Um, you do get an allowances if you miss an, a day here and there, but um, it's helped me learn a few words. I'm not sure how fluent I am now, but uh, it's helped me a little bit. If you're listening to this and you have not yet left us a review, please do so. It lets us know you are enjoying what you hear and gives us the motivation to carry on putting content out there for you. Before we go on to the episode, Mark's sound was a bit funny, so hopefully it's not too hard for you to hear him. And uh, watch out for when he left the room for a couple of moments. So in for a penny, listeners, I give you the latest episode, Isa Millionaires. Hello, Josh. You all right, Mark? Long time no podcast. For you, maybe. I've been busy interviewing people for our podcast. That sounds really good. I wish I'd listened, but... Um, you should have a listen. I should have a listen. I can't wait to, to download it, as other people should. Um, I wanted to shout out one of our regular listeners who... Uh, a young man. Probably young man! Oh, young man! <laughs> called um, Avidan, who uh, is one of our youngest fans. It's always good to have fans. If only we could do, a, do like a signed podcast or something. Like if we were footballers, we could raffle off signed football shirts, but... When you're just going into someone's ears. I reckon he'll just be happy to have a shout out. Hi, Avidan. I hope you're enjoying the podcast and I hope you will learn lots from today's episode because you tell me you're learning a lot about money. Go to bed. <laughs> Go to bed. Yeah. Um, we're supposed to be recording a podcast here. It looks like you're just playing on your phone. I'm trying to look at what you've been... Oh, yeah. Sheridan Stewart. I've yeah. lots of interviews. Well, Melanie, that's going to be... I might be out before this one, so it just depends on when it gets published. Okay. Yeah. I can't sit around Very waiting good. for you to finish your dinner so we can do, record a podcast. You're right. I mean, I've finished my dinner this evening, and I understand you haven't even had yours. So. Uh, well, about 15 minutes ago, I was very hangry. Oh, no. Do you get hangry? I get hangry. I get yeah. hangry. Um, and I said, you know what? Dinner isn't ready my own. 
No. Well, it wasn't quite. I thought, you know what, let's just record the podcast. I thought I'd have a quick look in the fridge and maybe like a, there might be something I can nibble on just to tide me over till after the podcast. All right. And yeah. I found a leftover bowl of pasta and cheese from about three days ago, which I put in the microwave, quickly ate, and so I'm not so hangry anymore. Still hungry, but I'm not hangry. What a relief. Yeah. It's, it's first world problems. I think the last time we recorded this podcast was the end of January, the last time we recorded together, and it was towards the end of the transfer window. In, we're going to do right. a bit of football chat now. And uh, we had just missed out on signing um, Merdick, or whatever his name is, who ended up going to Chelsea. Yeah, what a let-off that was. Yeah, he hasn't really done much. And since then, Arsenal are flying high. Well, I think, I can't remember the exact dates, but haven't we had a terrible period and now and now we're back back on track? It's yeah, we so had long. a few poor results. Lost to Manchester City, lost to Everton away, a couple of draws, or one draw, and then, yeah, we beat, well, we're recording this the day after we beat Everton 4-0, just to put us in a timeline somewhere. In the the week before I go to Lisbon yeah. for the Europa League game, you're tiny bit tempted you can't quite decide you're thinking well i've got a ticket i don't know we'll see listen to the next podcast to find out i can't wait to find out if you're there with me i need to want to segue into our subject have you still got any banter you wanted to, to discuss oh is this banter is it <laughs> well i tell you what tell me what your topic is and i'll segue us into it i wanted to well i guess we were talking about transfer windows and um dates for your diary what about ISIS season? This is, this is for a personal finance journalist. Now that it's we're in March. Oh, speaking of ISIS, funny we were <laughs> going to do a podcast of ISIS. Um, one thing I've been writing about quite frequently in the last week, which is why I haven't had time to podcast in the last few weeks, is um, how to become an ISIS millionaire. Yeah, which is this idea of using your annual ISIS annual ISIS allowance, annual ISIS allowance to build a portfolio worth £1 million. £1 million. And people are obviously becoming a millionaire is an aspiration for, well, a lot of people, most people, I guess. But that's not going to get you much these days, is it? Or just a bowl of pasta in the Gerstle fridge. Yeah, tell me about it. Um, but if you want to do that, well, let's, should we start with what an ISA is? Oh, you want me to tell you? <laughs> oh, yeah, I want you to tell me. Sure. An ISA is, is uh, the, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? When you pronounce an abbreviation ISAT not an anagram ISA ISA individual savings accounts so an ISA is an individual savings account the government created this uh, thing so that people could hold money without any real tax implications so uh, in summary you can in your ISA any income that it generates does not need to pay income tax and any profits you make you don't need to pay capital gains tax so that's a quick explanation i don't know if you were expecting like a 30 minute thing but that's very quickly what an ISA is so and when we're talking about income with so if, if you're because there's a few ways you can use an ISA you can get a cash ISA where you're just putting money into a savings account essentially where you get a fixed rate of return tax-free or you can invest in the stock market using a stocks and shares ISA where your investment growth is tax-free. Correct. And so the, well, not, well if you're talking about the income tax, it's the, the dividends on the shares. Um, I'm not really a fan of cash ISAs. There's not really much point 
to them, or there hasn't been for the last 15 years or so with interest rates so low? Well, I've been doing some research, which is why you can probably see me now looking away from a screen that I'm going to share with you to prove that sometimes I do prepare for this program. Yeah, I mean, I can see you're scrolling through Tinder. That doesn't really count as research. <laughs> oh, look, there you are. Um, <laughs> oh, no, that's grinder. It's about time you had a cook egg. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so how long do you think? So obviously you've got, you can invest up to £20,000 into an ICM. That's your annual allowance. Yeah. Which I think is hard for a lot of people to do, and I think we should come back to that later okay. or maybe okay. another time. But so I've been doing calculations for some of these articles I've been writing on how long it would take to become an ISA millionaire if you maxed out your allowance each year and also assuming 5% investment growth. How long do you think? So just so I'm clear of the rules so I can give it a good guess. Yeah. Are we talking about from now moving forwards, you can put 20 grand in a year yeah. and that will grow at 5%. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to try and do that on top of my head. That's quite a and tough. Each, and each year you do 20,000 pounds, yeah. Yes. Um, 25 years? Yes. Is it? I mean, that's a common thing that people say. Okay, but it is 25 years, so it would be... Um, I love the shock in your in both our voices. I got it right. <laughs> a million pounds. Well done. And so there's two things you benefit from there. There's investment group and also compounding, which I think is quite is worth mentioning. The eighth wonder of the world, compounding. Yeah. According to... Moses? <laughs> Moses? I can't remember if it was... I think it was Albert Einstein that called compounding the eighth wonder of the world. Okay. Do you want to tell us what that is? The eighth wonder? Or what compounding? Or Albert Einstein. Uh, no, but eighth compounding. Compounding? Yeah. We, did you say, do I want you to tell us? I want you to. Com- <laughs> <laughs> you can tell we haven't done the podcast for a while. Compounding is when you earn growth upon your growth so if you put 100 pounds into your investment and it grows 10 percent, at the end of the year you have 110 pounds now i'll just break off that for a minute because i've had a few people get in touch with me we did a podcast recently where i got a percentage completely wrong and you didn't correct me either at the time well, right. I think we were working out 1% of 750 grand. And I right. said 75,000, when obviously 1% of 75 grand is... 7,500. Correct. Yeah. Um, so thank you for all those that uh, messaged me to correct me. Thank you. So going back to the compounding, at the end of the year, your 100 pounds is now worth 110. The second year, so you've earned 10 pounds. Now, if you don't understand compounding you would think that at the end of the second year you'll have 120 pounds but that's not the way it works because you get 10 percent of the new balance you get 10 percent of 110 so the end of the second year you have 121 pounds so you earn 11 pounds in the second year rather than 10 now it doesn't sound that much after two years, but over a period of time, that rolls up massively. That is what compounding is. And especially, I guess, if you're investing £20,000 each year. Correct. So 5%, that's 1000 in your first year. That's going to then be added to your £20,000 allowance for doing in the second year. 
You've, uh, I, I glazed over when you were talking. Say that again. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> so, you, and in, so about £20,000, about 5% would earn £1,000 in the yeah. first year. And then the next year, that means you've got £1,000 investment growth. So you'll get 5% on the 21000 yeah. in the second plus. But all you're doing is investing with 20000 Another 20000 on top. Another 20000 yes. Yes. And you just, that's sort of... Uh, the main thing we just encourage people to do, just keep keep putting your money away. Let your premiums do the hard work. Keep putting them in, keep putting them in. Because everything compounds in life. Knowledge, you build on your knowledge, your exercise, your health. The more you do, the more you benefit. It is the eighth wonder of the world. So I did actually look up what the average cash ISA interest rate was. On a specific date? Today. Yeah. As of when the Bank of England last updated because who knows when that was it'll be recently but as okay. of wherever we are now in march and that's 1.96 percent it's not great and is it no and do you know how long it would take you to become a millionaire using a cash item putting twenty thousand pounds each at that yeah. at that rate um 40 years 35 ish okay years. i'm not bad well, at this i feel like you've got a camera in my study or something um so yeah, but it's almost—it's an extra decade it's going to take you. So you've sort of wasted a decade there when you could have been investing. If you're just yeah. thinking, and also there's a whole inflation issue as well. That's a great um, story there, not just for ISAs, just for investments in general. That you need to be investing rather than saving. Well, I guess cash ISAs have benefit because you'll be a—it's a bit easier to access. But if you're trying to make this million pound pot, you probably want to do it sooner rather than later. Just because um, I know you like Segway. Is, is the word, does the word Segway come from those little toys that people ride on? Or is it no, the other way around? Definitely. And that's not a Segway. It's not a Segway when you start talking specifically about the Segway product. I don't think that counts as a Segway. <laughs> that wasn't what I was going to ask. It just uh, came to me. Um, if you built up a million pounds in your stocks and shares, ISA. Yeah. And I'm encouraging you to, to get there. Yeah. Um, what would you spend it on? I don't think you would allow me to spend it. I think you'd say, Coop's over and investing. Well, it depends what the target is. Like, yeah. You'd be surprised how often we have to encourage people to spend their money. Yeah. What would I spend it on? I don't know. That's what I asked you. <laughs> A house? Yeah. Um, but I guess, so what, that's another 25 years, but I probably don't want to wait 25 years to buy a house. Probably want to do it sooner rather than later. I have a house, but another a new house. Arsenal away tickets, flight to Lisbon. Yeah, we might see you there next week. <laughs> it's hard to know. Yeah. I struggle to think what to spend fifty pounds on. But I think that's also an argument for starting early because if you um, were in your thirties and could put twenty thousand pounds annually in, you could be a millionaire before before retirement age. Too late yeah. for us, but. Um, I mean, we have to speak for yourself. Um, but I want to talk about the 20,000 allowance because whenever journalists write these stories with feedback, we often get as well, who's got 20 grand to put in a year? And if you split that up, it's what, £1,666 a month. And 66 pence. 67 really, but yeah. Who's rounding? But of your clients, I don't know if you'll have 10 minutes, but of your clients, how many max out their allowance? Quite a lot. And how do they do that? And what do you mean, how do they do it? Is it just they're good at 
budgeting and saving or they've got well-earning jobs. Where um, do you find the next for £1,666.66p? It's both really. So our clients tend to be above average wealth. Yeah. So they have good paying jobs, they have good income, not necessarily jobs, or they might run businesses or have portfolios um, and don't necessarily waste money on other areas as well. So whilst you're saying how can people afford to do it, there's a, a huge amount of people that can afford to do it. And I know the general, I don't know if it's not fair to say the general public, but if you look at averages, then, yeah, it's very hard to find an extra £20,000 a year. Um, but our clientele are, tend to be in that bracket. So the average amount that gets, goes into ISIS, I think, is about 9000 So it's almost half, I guess. It's still pretty good. Still good, yeah. So doing, when I did my research, £10,000 a year, I think, would be it'd take about 33 years, which still isn't bad. About 5% growth. Really? Is that, that really surprises me. Are you sure that. about those numbers? It could be wrong. Well, I'll tell you why that surprises me. Because we said it's 25 years at 20 grand. Yeah. So if you're putting 10 grand a year, that's half. Yeah. So that's £250,000 less you're putting in. Mm-hmm. but you're doing it for an extra eight years. So that's 80 grand. So it's 180, uh, 100 and, oh, I shouldn't have done the, uh, the math, 170,000 pounds less you're putting in. It only takes an extra eight years. Some people might say, well, I'll just put half in for 33 years. I'm kind of tempted to go and check my notes in the other room. Do you want Did to wait you do there? these calculations yourself? Yeah, that's that. Or when my wife helped me on an, do an Excel spreadsheet. Oh, well, she's Goldman Sachs finest. I don't know if you should say that in public. Um, Hold on. Let me check for you. You wait there. I'll wait here. So we're having a brief interlude here where Mark leaves the room to check his homework that he didn't even do himself, that he cheated and got his wife to prepare. So he's gone to get his spreadsheet and he should be back any minute. And hopefully he's got his numbers right. But if not, well, we'll see. All right, here he is. He's back. I, I realised as I was walking that this is a laptop and it's portable, so I can, I'm going to take you with me. We well, I was just sitting here quietly. I didn't say anything whilst you were out the room. Well, I can't wait to listen. Uh, I'm now getting a tour here of Mark's house, Mark's mansion. God, how many floors have you got in this building? It's like five floors. Three-floor terrace, if you will. Oh, they just walked past the butler, who bowed down yeah, to him as he went past. Stairs. These are the stairs. Oh, there's the maid. So £10,000 a year at 5%, 36 years. Okay, so 11 extra years. Yeah. Which makes a bit more sense, because that's like What's one and a half before? times the amount of time, almost. Did I say 33 years? Yeah, okay, but don't worry. No one's uh, picking up on these things. So let's so we're talking about so ten thousand pounds. So I work also works out that's about eight hundred and thirty-three pounds a month. Thirty-three pence. Yeah, seems a bit more manageable as well. Well, what do I always encourage you to do with your premiums when I see you each year? 
reinvest them? No, what do I... I increase them. Yeah, to try and nudge them up a bit. Because if you're talking to someone who's never started an ISO and who doesn't have a lot of money, it's very hard to go from zero to £833.33 a month. So you start small. You start with your 50 quid a month or £100 a month, whatever's affordable. And then you have another look at it next year and you go, you know what, I could do another 30 quid a month. And the next year you say, you know what, I could do another couple hundred quid a month. You just get started and then you can increase it. Is it where is is becoming an ISA millionaire a worthy aspiration? Is that do you have clients who are doing it for that? I don't think you should ever I mean if that's your target, fine, but we always try and have a reason for investing rather than investing for investing's sake, if that makes sense. But if that's what motivates you, then you know, that's fair enough. Would it get people talking about it more though? Would it get more people engaged in financial products if there, if it was sold, not sold like that, advised like that? We don't like me saying steps sold. Um, would it get more, more people talking about it? I don't know. Are you writing about it? Have you, has there been lots of comments and things? Not been published yet. Ah, okay. But these things are written every year, but I kind of get the sense from financial advisors, not necessarily you, that they think these things are gimmicky, whereas I think it could help get people interested. Yeah, maybe. Look, when I'm uh, having some meetings coming up, I'll, I'll ask, would you like to be an ISA millionaire? I'll let you know what the, uh, the responses are. Please do. Because I think there's another argument, isn't it? Because there's obviously we're in ISA season now, or what journalists call ISA season. But then financial advisors might turn around and say, it's always ISA season. You should always be contributing, not, not just thinking about it in wherever we are now, March. Correct. <laughs> I thought there'd be more. No, no, we, we see clients all different times of year, so we always want them to max out their ISAs when they can. This is yeah. the bit for the people that have left it to the last minute and are yeah. struggling. So really, April the 6th should be ISA season because that's the first day you can put it in the beginning of the year and you can get yeah. a whole extra year of having your money invested. Is it better to put it in a lump sum in the beginning of the year or to do it on a monthly basis? I would imagine statistically... It'll probably say put it in on a lump sum on April the 6th. Right. But for some people, it's easier to do it on a, a monthly basis. But don't you benefit if it's monthly because you can have one month where stocks are down and then it's cheaper to buy and then the next month is a bit more expensive and it all sort of balances out. Whereas if you build it in April and the market's crash, you no, and the market's high, you bought a really high price. Well, the same thing, you could look at that on a yearly basis. You know, you're buying it, you're spreading it over the 20 years, putting your, or the 25 years, putting your 20 grand in on yeah. the 6th of April. There's probably, um, you've done your, ask ask your wife to do some more homework, but you yeah. could probably have a look at what's been better historically. Pick a, I don't know, a global index fund, a gl- yeah. global equity fund, and see if you would have invested on the 6th of every month compared to, the 6th of April every year, which would be better looking back 25 years. Okay. What would you do with your million pounds? Um, the first million? Yeah. If, if I got it in 25 years' time, which is obviously different to now, well, I would have yeah. a grown-up family at that point, all being well. I would prog- And assuming I don't need the money at that point, I'd hopefully be able to use it to help them with their futures um maybe a couple of nice holidays for me and the missus maybe a packet of football stickers for Avridan 
<laughs> he'll be 35 at that point. He can buy his own. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't it's hard to think that far ahead what I would do, but yeah. hopefully give it to family and maybe good causes. Very nice. You're, you're, you should be a financial advisor. You're always thinking about the future and, you know, legacy, your legacy. Mm. Whereas I was just thinking about my next football trip. There you go. Yeah. That's the difference between you and me. Selfless <laughs> and selfish. Please remember, anything discussed in this episode shouldn't be taken as financial advice. But if you do need support, feel free to contact us on Twitter. You can reach me at Mark Schoffman and Josh at Josh Gersler. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Please leave us a review on your podcasting app that helps people find us and lets us know you're enjoying what you hear. So thank you for being in for a penny. penny.